Hey, what's up, beautiful Bellcast listeners? Welcome to another episode. I am Gio. And I'm Bart. And I'm uh, happy to announce that Bart and I actually had some bomb-ass sex last night. And I want to talk about that. Why? Because it was bomb. Really? Yeah. So not only do I want to brag how bomb it was, but it was like the bombest I've had like ever. So I just I just want to like put it out there. So even with our the bombest we've ever had, it was the best out of those? Yes. It feels like sex with you keeps getting better and better and better. That's what I told you. I told you that was going to happen. Wait, what did you say? That's gonna keep getting better and better and better. When did you say this? How how many years in the relationship were we? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, my vaguest answer ever. I don't Are remember. I, gotta, to I, gotta look, I have to look through the files, but for sure, I told you it's just gonna get better and better and better. So you better stick with me. That's what I said. Oh well, yeah. So Bart and I have been together for twelve years, and I'll be honest, the first few years, I mean, maybe the first year, sex was good, and then after that, it was just not that good. So do you believe in arranged marriages then? Uh, do I believe in arranged marriages? I don't know if I know enough to say yes or no, but it seems like you're putting me on the spot right now. So do I believe in them? Yes. Okay. That's it? No, because How are you tying it back to sex? Because that's how it works out. You know, like sometimes, you know, like uh, I think in the modern day, right? Everyone's all about what I want. So that's very important, what I want. So when you're like looking for a partner, you're looking for what you want. They're looking for what they want. And hopefully you find this beautiful intersection of what you want and what they want. And you guys are able to last forever. The problem is that uh, a lot of people don't realize is the world is constantly changing and you and your partner is constantly changing. So with those three variables that are constantly changing and have a mind of their own, just as easy as it is to fall into love, in my opinion, it's very easy to fall out of love unless you have some very big like pillars or like like fundamental things that you guys believe in um, that you guys are going to hold on to. And those are like the driving forces of the relationship. And um, just kind of like how if you have your eyes set on like medical school, right? It doesn't matter if you are supposed to go out with your friends or, you know, you have like this family member that dies, you're studying no matter what, because I'm going to get into medical school just like that. And so, um, yeah, I believed in you since the beginning and uh, I wasn't about to let it go. <laughs> God damn, you went hella deep, hella fast. I put myself in arranged marriage. How about that? Uh, okay, so you're saying then, if I understand correctly, that um, because we're constantly evolving, hopefully we're all evolving, the planet included, right? Yep. So we're all changing, evolving. So emotions can be fleeting, but when you look for the right things and you and you value the right things, which is, um, I don't know, they're gonna change for every single person, right? I guess for me, it's gonna be like, I want someone that is willing to talk things out. I want someone that sees family and they hold that, uh, really dear to their heart. Uh, so those types of things, right? So so if if that person possesses those things and they, they value those things as much as you do, then with the ever-changing world and people and stuff, through ups and downs, you guys can stick together. Is that what you're saying? Uh, kind of, but a little bit more practical than that. 
Oh. So you know the things that people list, like what I'm looking for in partner? Yeah, they're usually, it, this is Everybody's funniest. looking for those motherfucking things. Like well, who isn't family oriented? Who isn't goal driven? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, damn, way to knock my shit. I wasn't trying to knock your shit. <sighs> you know what's funny? I recently had uh, several different independent conversations with different people. Yeah. That are not even in the friend, fr uh, same friend circle. Yeah. And when I've asked them, what is it that you look for? in like someone that you want to eventually settle down with and you're like not my man he's married to me what Don't the fuck be... are you talking about they probably all said my name no not at all everyone thinks you're an alien everyone <laughs> looks at me and they praise me that i'm like down to take one for the team and this is a big one for the team you know what i mean they're it's, like it's i don't know how like, you do it geo i'm like fuck i don't know how to do it either it's funny because i get those comments too from who like i'll post something and then the comment like how did you get her I'm like, I don't know, got lucky. Oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to diss me. Never, I never I diss you. What the? I never, what? I, what, 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 I never, what, 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 I would never anyway, diss you ever. So yeah, it was funny uh, to hear them say that the stuff that they want out of their person that they want to settle down with, yeah. they're all physical. And there's nothing wrong with From having- several different people? Several different people. The first ones, they were Are you all, asking like 21 year olds? No, they're like around our age. And I was just like, oh- not that okay so i'm trying to put myself in their shoes what are they looking for are they looking for because i because it could also be how you frame the question right i just use their own terminology Because if you're like this tell me your ideal husband and life partner and they're like um a cow mother um 511 and a half yeah yeah for reals yeah that's when I'm hearing the. We've even had a friend. Did you tell them like you're not gonna find your ideal husband? Because no, because you're, you're naming the wrong shit already. Well, I mean that's not the that's not the tone of the conversation. Oh my um, god! But we even had a friend that like came to us and was like, "Hey, I think I found the one. I found her." And we're like, "Oh shit! What what is it? What does she have?" And he was like, "Oh my god, she's so perfect." And like this person's like really established, you know, and they're older than us. So we were like, oh, shit, he's going to list the family values and all this shit. Right? And he was like, man, she's so hot. She's got some great. <laughs> she's got some great tits. She's wild in bed. Like she's got beautiful eyes. And I'm just like, oh, OK, cool. Like, yeah, the funny part is this guy is older than us and way more established than us. And uh, in his group, they have very specific characteristics so it's funny to hear someone go and you and i've known this guy for years and this guy's really trying to settle down since day one he's been trying to settle down and find the love of his life and he goes hey man you know i'm jewish that's very important to me and you know how hard it is to find someone else that's also jewish also my family we speak russian it's very hard to find someone that also speaks russian so that our kids can also speak russian and then so when you're like, okay, cool. Who who did you find that's so perfect? And then they're like, she's so tall, so pretty. And they're like, um, what happened to the whole like religious part and having your son speak well, the native tongue? Wait a minute. Tongue? Wait. Well, well, well. Wait. That was. I didn't. That was I didn't think you were gonna give so many fucking descriptive fucking details. I didn't give anyone away. There's a lot of people like that out there in the world. Well, anyway, um, so as I'm saying this, right, like. I also try, like I said earlier, I try to put myself in the position of the person. So it's also not fair for me to sit here and judge on that and just be like, well, that's what they're looking for. That shit ain't gonna last, blah, blah, blah. But that's just them. And, and talking about that specific friend of ours, they're kicking ass. 
Like they have multiple kids now. Like it seems like he did find the one, you know, and maybe it was the way that it was described to us. But again, we're holding it to our own standards. But that's what I'm saying, though. So those are his pillars. Yeah. And he stuck by them. That is um, that is the thing that I think people aren't doing. Yeah. And putting themselves in arranged marriages because how many times have you heard this? Oh man, I want someone that's just so passionate, just so passionate about their work. Like that inspires me. And I love seeing them like just in their it space. Sounds like and me. Just, and it just sounds like me. Are you making fun of me? No, no, no. But how many times have you seen that? Right. I've said that. Okay. And then but I'm not talking about you. Okay. Thanks. And then six months in, into the relationship, this person doesn't spend any time with me. They just keep working on their passions. <laughs> what the hell? So I'm like, that sounds like me too. So I'm like, you got to stick to your pillar. You know what I mean? Like you can't have both sides of the pillar. You got to be real with it. Like, what do you want? So for, if it's for him, that's, I mean, that's what he told us. We're not that close, but if his pillar really is tall chick, blonde chick, skinny chick, blue eyes, if if that's, if that's what it is, no, no, no. If that's what it is, right. Then, um, no matter what. If she slaps him in the face, but those are his pillars and he's a man of his word, he's going to stick to those, his, what really matters to him. And that part to me is extremely admirable because to too many people, I think what, why I see things don't work out is they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And that's not how it works. Like when people say, I want someone that's family oriented and goal oriented. I'm like, everyone wants that. But now you got to start adding caveats to it in real life. When this person has to work overtime, do they choose the family or do they choose uh, their job? Or do they choose their best friend that just came in from out of town they haven't seen in a long time? Or are you cool with their best friend being someone that's extremely hot of the opposite sex that they love hanging out with? Like those, when you start adding the real shit into it, that's when it really shows uh, what their pillars are and what your pillars are and if they match, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know what you're talking about. For sure, I know what you're talking so about. So going back full circle, that I, what I'm really proud of is I think we've stuck to our pillars. So although um, the sex sucked in the beginning, like you said, our unwavering belief in each other that the sex was going to get better. <laughs> I just gave up. actually did. Hey, you gave up, but you're still here. <laughs> you gave up. You're still here. And guess what? We made it through. And that's why I bring it back to the arranged marriages because my grandparents were semi-arranged and they, at the end, when I viewed them from 60 to 80, they are the most loving couple I have ever seen. And I don't know if it's because they really fell in love with each other over time or they had the same pillars and that really kept them strong. Whatever it is, it worked. So it also makes me go, hmm, maybe having your own personal individual choice might be the worst thing in the world because if you give kids candy, they're going to have cavities all day. And a lot of us are not the sharpest when it comes to what we want. We don't even know what's best for us. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. As you're talking about all that, it makes me think about us in particular. When we first got together, I can only speak for myself. When we first got together, okay, so prior to us getting together, we were friends. I had zero interest in you like negative interest in you negative interest yeah i didn't even like you yeah but what does negative mean though 
that I didn't like you. Like if I gave you a kiss. If it's zero, that means I can like you're just there for me. But yeah. if it's negative, that means I don't like you. Oh. If it's positive, that means I have emotions for you. So I it see. was negative. Yeah, I didn't like you. Oh, okay. So then we end up getting together. And then as soon as I start getting to know you and we get together, it felt like we just really connected. Like I hadn't, I'd never felt a spark that, that crazy, you know? And I was always trying to go against the fairy tale, like love. Anything I ever saw on TV and stuff, I'm like, that shit's all fucking bullshit. Like that shit doesn't exist. Now I meet you and I had this crazy spark and I'm like so into you and, all I want to do is be around you and get to know you and just love you and like give my complete self to you. Right. And just build with you. Um, but then I'm just like, how did it like, I guess for me, I'm just like, how did that where we're so connected and stuff? How did that turn into like really bad sex? Right. Because for me, I'm like, Hey, if we're really connected that, that just, that's a form of like passion and stuff. And now if we move it to the bedroom, that's also passion and should be at the same type of connection, but it just didn't happen. So then um, for me, I'm like, like, how, do, how does that how does that happen? Like, how did that play out? You know, um, I don't think we were honest with each other. And at least from my end, um, I think I was really insecure in the bedroom just because I didn't really um, have that much sexual experience. And it was I grew up where it was like an extremely guilty thing, like love scenes, close your eyes, like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, same. So I think because of that, um, in the bedroom, I just felt very out of place and very like vulnerable almost. So I think because of that, it's easy to resort to just the sex part of it and being physical and like almost like porn style. So it's not really like connection and lovemaking or anything. It's just straight up just like, just what I see on the pornos and I fucking bang her really hard, you know? And then so I think I just really- It's not good by the way. Yeah, yeah. So it's I just, so I think I just focused on that. So it's almost like I'm like a one one man jackhammer and you just, so po you just so happen to be a real life fleshlight and that's how it was, you know? And then I think it was almost like you tamed the beast and you let me know it was okay to just like, you don't have to do that. This is a two person dance and we're going to, you know, and I think it, it took a lot of time, you know, and I think it's because of that word. Like, I don't know if it's just my own insecurities. I didn't feel like I could be open with you about it or whatever, but that's for sure. At least on my end, what was going on? Yeah. So then that, right. Thank you for explaining that. And I mean, I've known that now because we've, we talk so much, but this isn't the only time we actually talk to each other, but, um, so then now going back to, yeah, I think going back to the arranged marriage topic right like I don't know if I want that like I don't know if I would if I would want to have an arranged marriage I actually like that and this is one of the things that we've talked about on a previous podcast where I feel like dang like I should have explored even more because as you interact with more people regardless if it's a romantic relationship like as you interact with people in school or interact with people in at, at the workplace or you you interact with different people in different settings you start learning more about yourself and I feel like um, that's just what the human experience is. You get to meet and interact with different people. And what makes it better is that you don't have these restrictions of being in a relationship. So, I mean, and this is also me talking from a perspective of not ever having gone the, the arranged marriage route. Yeah. Cause some people you've, you have some people in your life that you've met that 
they actually really enjoyed that and they really liked that because for them it was like that's the tradition that's the way we do it it works and i guess their mindset is just it's just there's just a different perspective on it yeah that they really appreciate and enjoy but yeah this is coming from someone that that has never experienced that and so for me it just feels like but wait how do i how do like how does that work out like i just don't get it yeah i think i never think it's the what's on paper because it's theory right i think it's always like when people apply to it and then that's when they either, either botch up the theory or they don't execute the theory the way it's supposed to be so i had a uh like a friend of a roommate in college and they're really good friends so I, they're around all the time and when i first found out that she was going to have an arranged marriage i was like holy crap this is like 2010 like it's still happening it's still happening and then i was like are your parents in this country and they're like yeah and i'm like do your parents speak english and she's like yeah uh, and so she's indian by the way and so i was like damn that's crazy that's that this just blew my mind so you just judged her really hard no no it just blew my mind at that age. it's like almost someone riding a horse to school i'm like that's pretty cool but that's crazy that's crazy. that is crazy <laughs> and then so i was like so like you know you just like never dated or like, well, how does that work out? And she was like, yeah, I just never really dated or flirted. I went to all the dances. I have a date and stuff, but I never like opened my heart and committed to someone because I know it was all just going to be, um, what is it called? Like it's just reserved for that person. It's going to be futile, right? It's just not going to, nothing's going to happen. So I'm going to reserve for my husband later on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't you care about who your husband is? Don't you want to choose? And she was like, no, I, I, I know, I know and trust uh, my parents on the type of person that I like. Mm. So I trust them to find the right person for me. And also marriage isn't just between two people, it's between two families. So, Sick. so I trust them to find the right family too. And then on top of that, um, it's if a marriage works out, it's really if the components want to make it work or not. Right. And so I'm like, damn, that's pretty damn deep. That is fucking deep. Because <laughs> you can have like some stupid ass alcoholic couple and they're fighting all the time and the next day like they're the ones like having sex like crazy in the rv and then they come back out and they're throwing bottles at each other again they have they have no like pillar or no like commitment to each other you know they're just straight up like crazy waves in the ocean whereas for her the way she explained it it seemed very like like it's almost like you know at the workplace you're forced to get along with your coworkers, right and so it's up to you to make sure that this relationship works. You can't be at the workplace and be like, hey, if you want me to, to be the accountant here, you better fire this motherfucker. Like it, you just forced to make it work. And when you're forced to make it work, you're almost forced to um, find what you love about that person. And that person finds what they love about you. And then it sounds unhealthy in like the immediate. But then when I look at my grandparents after like 20 years or even like like the office, you hate everyone and you're like why do these people even work with each other right and then like eight seasons in you're like if anyone leaves this damn show i'm gonna lose my shit because everyone needs to be here and they all fell in love with each other and you fell in love with that dynamic and it's still the most dysfunctional workplace i've ever seen but you fell in love with it and you won't have it any other way you know you want 
someone to come in with something. Dwight shoots out the craziest antics. Michael Scott thinks he can solve everything. And then you have Stanley roll his eyes because he thinks everyone's stupid. Like you can't wait to see all that, you know? And then so that that was like, I think my first, like I heard about the arranged marriage through my grandparents. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's like an old timer thing. But when I first saw that, I'm like, damn, there might be some merits to this thing. And then I'm not in an arranged marriage. Um, I chose you, you chose me. But the merits that I see, I'm like, I think there's parts of this that I can apply, you know? Yeah. To not just our relationship, but all aspects of life. Like the beauty of the beauty of making things work, the beauty of finding the love in the thing that temporarily seems suck. Suck or dry or not passionate. You yeah. Know? Uh, on that note, real quick, let me pause you because I want to introduce our sponsor. Shout outs to our sponsor, Fight Camp. And I am personally excited about this one because my boxing coach is also one of the partners that is in this company and they have revolutionized a way of training boxing and try to bring boxing into everyone's home so you know like the old days of boxing is you have two routes either you go to an expensive gym which is usually 100 or 200 dollars a month or you hire a private coach like me but the problem is you have to commute and sometimes it's intimidating and you have to go completely out of your way to get that done. And right now, there's a lot of states where you can't even go to a boxing gym. So now you could bring boxing to your home in the form of Fight Camp. And what's super cool is it comes with a really heavy duty uh, standalone punching bag. And it's the most heavy dutiest one that I've ever seen. And it comes with trackers and it comes with a uh, quick hand wraps and also boxing gloves. So you could track all of your progress. Cause what it's trying to do, it's, it's not just something where it plays something on the video and you just follow along. It actually tracks your progress. Do you punch more than you did before? Do you punch faster than you did before? And they even have a 12 week starter program that teaches you the fundamentals of boxing. If you feel like, Oh, I don't know anything about boxing. And you're like, Hey, it's okay. I can teach you starting from the jab. And from seeing my progress uh, in boxing and how my coach has helped me and knowing that he's a part of all of this, I know that you're just going to get some of the best level instruction. You're going to get some of the best cardio and even some of the best conditioning. So if you're looking to bring a really good home workout into your home, check out Fight Camp. And uh, they even offer a firm financing right now. And it's as flexible or as low as 0% APR. Wow. So uh, with that broken down, it's actually less than $100 a month, which is cheaper than a boxing gym and way cheaper than my coach. Sorry, PJ. But um, yeah, and you can also have five up to five accounts at your house. So if you and your whole family get into it, and they even send you kids glove, if your whole family gets in, you can have five, a family of five. That's technically only 20 bucks each. Wow. Which is a really good deal. It's Affordable. even good cardio. You learn self-defense. And if you ever really wanted to get into boxing and you feel like going straight to the gym is a very intimidating leap, do this. Get some of your fundamentals down before you go in. Highly, highly recommend it. Go to joint, uh, joinfightcamp.com slash bail, B-E-A-W. That's joinfightcamp.com slash bail, B-E-A-W. And we're back. Yeah. I, I can see that. And yeah, it, I, I don't think I ever heard it explained that way. And I think that's, that's really beautiful. Cause then looking at it that way, yeah, maybe you don't want to date around that much. Cause now you have a really dope relationship with your parents. And now like that really proves that family is one of those pillars to you because it's like, it's true. Like you're bringing two families together as much as you don't want to think about it. And yeah. then it's more prevalent once you have a kid. Yeah. 
because now there's there's the sets of grand two sets of grandparents that want to interact and like yeah you, you you never keep them separate like it's weird to keep them separate but yeah those are some really good things to to consider for sure yeah i think for me i like I, I don't think there's ever a theory like where one theory is better than the other, you know, like one it's like, is being swingers the best or is uh, dating a lot the best or is arranged marriages the best? I think the most important thing is finding the most important. We're sorry. We just hear Taika running down the hall. Yeah, Go sorry. ahead. The most important thing is finding the thing that works for you. Right. So like, um, you know, like I'm a big fan of the fighting arts. Yeah. Hold on a second. No, no, he's just down the hall. Okay. He's not coming. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the fighting arts. And when it comes to like the fighting arts, like uh, Bruce Lee took Wing Chun, made his own thing, right? And that's his revolutionary movement. If he was a wrestler, it might not have um, really amplified who he was in, in, on the inside, you know? Same thing with Mike Tyson. We know him as the boxer, right? He's like... He's like this crazy dude that like has crazy knockout power, moves extremely fast. If he was a karate master, that might not have amplified him a hundred percent the best. So I think that um, that girl that I met in college, that was perfect for her and her personality. And I think for most people, I think for you and for me, it probably would have done us some good to date around like crazy because I think we're explorers. And so, um, I mean, like, just look at your shirt. It's neon, you know? Look at your hat. It's yellow. Oh, fine. So, like, we're, <laughs> I think we're just explorers and we like to, like, fuck around and try things. Yeah. So, in that regard, I think it's important for people like us to do that. Right. Right. It is It is a self-discovery for sure. And I think I'm, I'm 37. Well, I'm about to be 37. And I think this is the most I've really dealt with myself and like really worked on myself and discovered myself more. Like I feel like there's still a lot more shit I got to go through. But but what I mean by that is is just in any sort of interaction, good or bad, always questioning why it was good and why it was bad. Because it's all a matter of perception, right? Like the good for someone else, if they view that same situation, they might see it as bad or vice versa, right? Something I see as bad, they might see it as good. But it's really just sitting there with myself and going, wait, well, why do I think this was bad? And where does that come from? And like kind of reverse engineering that and like really trying to uncover why it is that I find things negative and why it is that I find things positive. Why does it why it is that I gravitate certain uh, around a certain type of personality versus others? And like it's been hard, man, like really just trying to be honest with yourself and brutal and trying to really uncover all this stuff. Cause I have people in my life currently that to the entire friend or family circle, we can see all of the things that they're doing wrong, but they're completely oblivious to it. And, and for me, I'm just like, at least before I'm like, how the hell do you not see this? Like it's, you see everything falling apart right before your very eyes. Like how can you not sit there, look at that and be like, oh, shit, I might have something to do with that. You know, I have I they're they're just like, like, damn, why is this always happening to me? Like, why? Did, why does this shit blow up in my face? And um, sometimes it takes like a very trained eye to see that, though. True. You know, what I mean, I think like a lot of times. True. 
like, you know, so many people, they say that they love sports, myself included. And one of the reasons why you love sports, it's because it's physical. So you can clearly see when someone does something, whether it contributes to it or not. Right. And I think those well, are and that's when you can see it is because you understand it. Because when it comes to fighting and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So if you understand it. Right. But then with like the emotions and how people's behavior is. Um, I'm, I'm sure like you have someone that's like a psychologist and they're like, oh yeah, that, that negative, uh, behaviors obviously brought, brought on by your un- unhealthy relationship with your sister or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think like that stuff is hard, but I think training the eye, it helps out to have hard physical endeavors so that you're, you are introspective and you get to like meet yourself, so to speak, you know, when you're like, I'm going to go run that mountain and you start running you're like, I don't really want to run the mountain. And you finally come face to face with yourself and like, wait, am I a bitch? I think I'm a bitch. No one's ever told me not to do this before besides myself. But then when you're able to like tr- start training and start realizing that yourself is actually made up of multiple people and you can have these conversations in your head with multiple people, then you can take that and start to take it back home and apply it to other parts of your life. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you just said that there's multiple people in our in us. In your brain, yeah. Because I've always felt like there was just different facets to myself. But because at least mental health back in the day was one, a topic you don't talk about. And two, if you ever say that there's multiple personalities in your brain, that's already like you belong in a fucking white room with nothing but pillows in a fucking straight jacket. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like... Yeah, discovering that, that there's just different geos going on in my head, different parts, different whoever's listening. There's different types of you in there was also something that really helped me. That also they helped me, too, because um, I think depending on me figuring out who's wearing what hat immediately can change my my mood on something. Mm. So there'll be times where, like, let's say um, like, let's say you wake me up at 2 a.m. in the middle of the night because you're scared, right? Because, I don't know, just like a, a shadow on the wall. This sounds very truthful. Fine. But let's say- shadows are fucking scary. Fine. Don't knock the shadow. But like, let's say you wake me up, right? Yeah. And you're like, hey, babe, Psst. can you go outside and look at this? If the athlete wakes up, I'm like, are you kidding me? You just destroyed my REM sleep. You know what I mean? So that, wow. guy, so that guy's upset, right? I don't like that guy. Yeah, night. exactly. I don't like him either. So I, I do that, right? And then, uh, like, let's say I go out, I'm so tired. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to ruin my gains. You know how important my gains are to me. As I'm walking, I literally can hear myself, my my other self, like the dad self or the husband self. It's like, dude, she's your fucking wife. Go protect your goddamn wife. Who cares if she's a little weenie? You gotta- hey, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm in the room, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm right here. No, but she's like, she's your goddamn wife. Go protect your damn wife. Then the now the hat is passed to the husband. And I can't wait. I'm like, I'm going to keep my wife safe. I can't be having my wife out here fucking scared at 2 a.m. So, you know, like I go around and then I see the plastic bag and then the athlete smacks the husband. You see, you stupid ass is fucking in the plastic bag. Now both of our sleep is ruined. And then now both of them are fucking pissed. Wait, wait, wait. How did that change? (laughs) I'm just kidding. What the fuck? (laughs) I'm just just kidding. (laughs) That was supposed to be how your husband takes care of his No, no, it doesn't. The athlete, the fucking douchebag ended up winning. No, no, it doesn't get like that. And then obviously the dad takes over. And then as I get outside and it is dark then tactical bart takes over and i'm like this is what the fuck i've been training for you know so fucking geek i'm like turn on my light like, hold on i got special pants for this shit i start going around the corner looking looking clear in the area 
And then once there's Did no you the, threat. Do you have the zip ties with you at this point? I don't need it just yet. Oh, okay. And then so uh, once I clear everything's safe, I find out it's a plastic bag. Then the athlete comes back. Then I go put that stuff away. And then now it's the, and then now the athlete comes back, man, see how tired we are. And then I'm like, and the dad, the husband's like, be quiet. I gotta go talk to my wife. And so I come back and I tell you the report. Hey babe, it was just a plastic bag just blowing around in the wind. And you're like, oh, okay, thank you. And I'm like, oh, I did a good job as a husband. So um, I think like being able to know that there's different selves has really helped me not in just like our relationship, but even in business, like it might, wait, are, do I feel this type of aggravation because they question my athlete morals or my business morals or my Asian American morals or like, you know, like kind of knowing like all the parts of yourself and that way you are able to see, wait, did the right Bart show up today? Because a lot of times I think mm -hmm. when the miscommunication happens, it's the wrong one. It's the wrong one. Like, yeah, you guys could be meeting on a business topic, but it's this person who's been belittled about this their whole life is now like using is like channeling that through the business. This person is experiencing this and it's not really two co-workers trying to hash out a problem. It ends up being like a victim of, of bullying and then uh, someone who was never heard hashing something out yeah and that's rough yeah man. it is rough that's fucking rough so i think being able to know like talk to myself and know that there's multiple myself has really helped me out yeah that's helped that's helped me out a ton because uh like you said like just knowing that the right person shows up and it sounds fucking crazy right so i think that there's just these different versions of yourself living in your head but like it was explained to me in a way before that really clicked where it's like you're the magician right now you know, like you have to be swift, you have to be slick, you have to be um, not cunning, but like, you know, you just have to be swift and slick in, in however you're approaching whatever it is that you're doing. And then you have like, um, for me it would be the queen and for you to be the king or however you want to. But now it's like, now you have to like, you know, you have to make sure that you can protect the people that you're, that you're ruling or whatever, or you have to be righteous. And then there's... um. Then there's just different ones. So the way when that was explained to me, I'm like, oh, shit, I can see like now looking back at my life and the, the decisions that I've made, I can see who was actually at play at that moment. And that like uncovered a lot of stuff for me. That when I was um, this concept when I was younger, it was really hard for me to understand, especially when I was a kid, because I remember I would like hear stories of my dad or whatever or like other people's dads, too. And I'm like wait, what? How can a father go out and drink and play cards with their buddies and also have other women around, you know? And then when you're younger, because you just think of someone as a father, like everyone has one singular identity. You know, like, how can a father, a father Same. doesn't do that? Even teachers. You remember yeah. seeing your teacher out of school and you're like, what the fuck? You don't belong out yeah. in the grocery store. You belong in the classroom. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, it's because the father didn't show up the mahjong table it was the bro like the inner bro showed up you know like him and his dudes of course they're gonna mess around of course they're like gonna talk dirty and and like use bro talk and and cuss and stuff like that you know yeah and then so i think like the older i got i'm like oh i get it because when i remember i remember when i was younger and like the first time like whatever identity i had of someone like like you said like a teacher and then like like let's say um I would see another and a teacher is a person that teaches and then 
the teacher would tell us about like a date that she went on over the weekend. Yeah, it's like you can't be. And then you see the hearts in her eyes and you're like, what? A teacher is going to be romantic? Weird. Yeah. And I'm like, weird. But I'm like, oh, wait, a teacher is a human being. It's going to be, she's going to be a lover. She's going to be a daughter. She's going to be a fighter. A ton of things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Isn't that wild? It was wild. Fuck, it's sometimes so exhausting. It's so exhausting. And maybe that's why I think it was probably more comforting to be like, oh man, I found my soulmate. Because yeah. I really felt that and I still feel oh, that. Kenny. But it was probably comforting because it's like, cool, I don't have to explain myself to this person. This person gets me. And you've been the person I've had to explain myself to the <laughs> fucking most. Holy fuck. Like we've taken tests, personality tests, love language tests. Uh, Which sounds crazy, but then a lot of our friends have done, and I feel like that's the norm now. Like people just really want to understand who they are and their partners are now. Yeah, all over social media, like on Instagram, everywhere, you'll see like put your finger down if you're this. <laughs> there's put that. Put your finger down if you're that. Well, there's that, but then there's also like like spiritual healing specific sites, and there's like psychological sites, and there's um, just different types of 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 um, accounts that you can follow that help you understand your triggers or emotional trauma or childhood trauma and how to deal with that. And just you as a person, like there's just so many cool things being circulated right now that, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Cause I'm just like, Hmm, am I one of those? And it just stimulates really positive thought for me, at least. I don't know if other people don't like it, but for me, at least, I think because I've been on this journey for a minute that I really do enjoy it. Yeah. That's also the part of me where I'm like, man, it breaks my heart when I see um, all the political unrest right now because I can clearly see everyone only is fighting. Like the wrong people are showing up to the conversations and they're only fighting based off that one singular identity. You know what I mean? Like I, as like all the people that hate Trump and all the people that hate Biden, they, they hate them and then they talk shit. But it's like they're also dads too. You know, they're dads, they're both brothers to someone. They're like, you know, they're just... There's just a lot of other things that are involved and it's, it's just sad to like when people, they don't think of a lot of people as, as human beings. Yeah. And like I'm there's like, not enough empathy being. Yeah. There's just not enough empathy. Yeah. You know, it's like, even like with like the whole police situation, the minute someone puts on like a, their uniform, like that's the enemy. Right. But I'm, but I'm like, dude, that's the guy that coaches your, your kid in softball. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, I don't know. So I'm just like, dude, we got to gotta have more empathy, guys, because we all have different identities. We all have, you know, we, we, we all have different personalities and we got to be able to like relate to each other as much as possible. I think that's we, we need to go. Oh, I got like 10 people. How many people you got? 10. Oh, cool. My five match your five. And let's really focus on that five instead of that one and my one that really don't get along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why I have so much faith in Generation Z, you know? Because they're the ones that, so then there's there's the generations before the millennials, right? Because I feel like the millennials, I'm part of the millennial generation. I feel like this huge fucking shift happened for millennials in terms of like, we all get particip participation awards. Like, let's be softer with this generation. Like, you know, because every generation- I don't generation, feel like I got that. I feel like the, the one the, right, the, right after got exactly. it got Exactly. Well, oh. we're the ones we- yeah, before, so we're like the beginning. Like, that's what I'm saying. The whole millennial 
generation is such a weird gap. Because they all didn't get the same treatment. We didn't. No, yeah. we didn't. We're the beginning of the millennial. And then the ones I'm talking about are more middle to the end. Um, so, so prior to the millennial generation, it was a, bu a bunch of tough love, right? Like, like all of us trying to figure it out. Like, um, yeah, it was just tough love. Like guys had to be, you know, they had to like, you can't show emotion. Women had to, you know, do their own thing or whatever. But, um, so then the millennial stuff happened, which was a complete shift of like, like just being a little bit more soft, right? Like. Like we all get this A plus just for even showing up, right? Because we just felt like being so hard on the other generations just did a lot of harm. Like it did more harm than good. So then that's when the 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 complete opposite happened. And now with Generation Z, I feel like they're looking at the whole thing that just went down. And now because there's internet and globalization and there's so much information being shared, free information being shared, that now they're going like, okay, that didn't work. That was good. That was bad. And now they get to, to get like a, a bigger scope of the picture that they can like become better than the generations prior to them. So that's why I'm always like, damn, Generation Z, y'all gonna come in and save the fucking day. Not to put any pressure on Generation Z, but I just feel like you guys just have way more knowledge. And I talk to kids in that generation and I'm like, whoa, you guys are so fucking deep and so smart. Like they just view the world completely differently than I did as a kid. Do they move though? Like it's an action. Yeah. Well, they're so young. Oh, okay. They're still so young, but I'm just saying the conversations that they're having at their age. I'm like, I would have never had that conversation. I'm still probably mm. watching fucking, I don't know, Power Rangers or some shit. That's good. And I love Power Rangers. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's changing in a in a really beautiful place. And I'm saying all this to say that. Yes, we need to move towards more empathy. And that's why I'm going like Generation Z. I feel like they have that. That's awesome. Yeah, I really do feel like they have that. But empathy is something that's helped me a lot, a lot. And I didn't even realize I needed to be more empathetic. I just felt like because I grew up with a lot of tough love and I'm sure you did too, just because that's we really do connect on that. I just figured like, OK, sink or swim, baby, that's it. And there's no empathy in that in that style of thinking. It's more like you sink or you fucking swim. You figure it out or you fucking die. Yeah. I think um, traveling for sure helps with empathy. Just like, you know, when you get your whole culture and world reversed, like, you know, like you, the first, like even going to Japan, like they're Asian. So to me, I'm like, they're not that far away from what I know, but you go there and you just see everyone line up to the right on the escalator. Everywhere you go, everyone forms a perfect line. There's no such thing as a clusterfuck. And you're just like, wow. You know, and then everyone like, there's no trash on the floor. And you're just like, damn, I'm a pig. Yeah, I felt like I really like, like this is grew in that country. This is crazy. And like, I think understanding that there's way more ways of living and thinking outside of your mm. own, that really helps out. Yeah. Like, you know, they always say like it's really bad for kids to keep switching and moving places because you don't have stability. And from those st statistics cut from that perspective, it's really detrimental to kids and they end up like. Um, attachment issues? Yeah, they have attachment issues. But then one thing that I benefited from it, from like going to so many schools and different high schools and living in so many different neighborhoods, 
I lived in a really good middle-class neighborhood. I also lived in the ghetto. I've also been to a boarding school. At the boarding school, I've met like pretty much billionaires. And then I've also met like crazy um, poor drug dealers. Like I've met everyone and that helps me understand. And poor I feel, drug dealer? I mean like like people like, that how were- how does like, that happen? Those are, no, it was poor comma drug dealer. Oh, okay, okay. So there's poor and then drug dealers. And I think that's one thing that really helped me and Joe also relate when we first met because- Joe was one of those guys that I think hung out with all kinds of people, right? Ravers, drug dealers, gangbangers, also the rich kids at Arcadia. So he just kind of was able to see people navigate. So usually when I hang out with people from the hood, they have only a hood style thinking. So they also lack empathy too. Then I meet rich people and they only have that type of thinking and they don't understand what people in the hood go through and what how much honor means to them. And you meet, you know, just different people have like, they, they only have that. But Joe was one of the few people where I can have a conversation with him and flip it like five different ways. And we all see eye to eye because we've all like hung out with so many different people. And I think that empathy really helped out and helped me, me and him become like best buddies. Nice. I think when they say about the whole moving around too much, it could be probably pre-adolescence, you know? Because I mean, that happened to me starting when I, was, I got kicked out first grade. Oh, fuck. That's right. I forget. You're fucking. I was an early. You're I was a, a menace, dude. I was a, uh, what are they called? Prodigy? No. I was a prodigy. You're a pain in the ass. I got kicked out first grade, got kicked out uh, third grade, and then I finished fourth, fifth, and sixth at one school, thank God. And then, uh, but then because that school was already so far away, because I got, I got kicked out, kicked out, kicked out, um, junior high, I technically got kicked out again because now I'm going back to the school that my residence is supposed to go at. Oh my but God. But because I went this far away, all my friends are now going to that school on that side of town. So now I'm a fresh new student on this side of town. Like literally everyone shows up at middle school, everyone's dapping each other up. Hey, what's up, what's up? And I'm like, damn, I don't know anyone here. So it was like, I was like being a brand new student all over again. Damn, that's rough. Okay, well then, never mind. I don't know why for some reason I thought it happened in high school, even though I know all of your stories. I must have forgotten that. Well, in high school, it happened the most. Because yeah. I went to, what, like three, four high schools or something? I don't even remember how many high schools. Three. Three high schools. <laughs> well, because I went to- I Your went, face. Because I went from one to one to another one and then came back to one of the other ones. Yeah. Damn. That's fucked up. I can see why you're all damaged. I'm just kidding. You're not damaged. None of us are damaged. And I think that's the beautiful part, too, that we all can change things we don't like about ourselves. And that's really dope. And just through this whole, like- self-discovery and just questioning. It's all been me. Like I, in the beginning, it's easier to blame your significant other, right? And just being like, what the fuck happened? Why did he change? Like we were so connected. He started doing this and he didn't pay attention to me. He was pursuing this, like the pursuing passions when he's never home. Uh, so it was really easy to blame you for a lot of things. Like, why isn't he paying attention to me? Or why isn't he doing whatever? Because you wanted a passionate motherfucker. The fuck do you want? No, I never cared about you pursuing your passions. Oh my god, he's so buff. I fucking love it. And then six months later, I didn't say that. All he ever does is just stay in the gym and never comes home. I've never talked shit about any of that. No, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the other people. It's funny because it's like, oh, it's weird. Yeah, you, you, you gotta know what comes with the territory. I'm like, how the fuck do you think he looks like that? Or like the guy that's like, man, I can't stop this bitch from trying to go out with her friends and party all the time. It's like, well, where'd you guys meet? At the club. It's we like, met, well, hello. We met at that crazy festival that you can't even find online and you have to call three different numbers to get the yeah. address to. And they're like, yeah. And then when I first met her, 
she gave me a fake name. Her name was Jewel when her real name is actually Rochelle. I'm like, okay, those are all signs. Duh. But I thought it was so mysterious. So I was like, so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I've never been that person because I get it. But I have been the person to be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I'm good. Why am I, why am I not getting what I want? And it's like, well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back the fucking, back the truck up, baby girl. Like, what's going on? And it wasn't until I was really looking at myself that I'm just like, oh, shit. I bring a lot of fucked up shit to this table. Oh, hey, 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 hey. And I'm so glad you fixed all of it because I did make you a list and you, you're you knocking them down finally. Thank God. Stupid. There is no list because you don't even know. You just know it doesn't feel right. Okay. And another thing that I really learned that it has helped this relationship so much is just learning how to be more vulnerable. Like it's been mind blowing. And for you that are, for, for everyone listening, that's already vulnerable. It's like, duh. Well, just understand that I didn't know how to be vulnerable. Most people aren't vulnerable. That's true. I don't know. Like I mean. true vulnerability with zero, um, like, preferred consequence i think it's rare it's yeah. really even the people that claim that's true. sensitive that's true that's even, not vulnerable sensitive is because they already know that when i tell you this vulnerable story you're gonna empathize and have my back so that's not being vulnerable vulnerable is literally i'm gonna put this out here i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know what's gonna happen you're gonna hate me you're gonna love me that's, you're gonna walk away you're gonna stay here vulnerability it's scary yeah it's really really scary but I, through this, I've learned to be more vulnerable and nothing but reward has come my way. And, and it's, and it's been nuts because like you said, it's scary. Sometimes you don't know. Scary. Scary. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what the outcome is going to be. It could be like, it could turn into a fight and then you're going to be like, well, this is why I don't fucking want to open up. True. But, That's very true. But then, but then you kind of have to look past that and then be like, oh shit, but I got this off my chest. You know, or you can learn more from when you're vulnerable and you say something and they react in a negative way. Then it's like, wait, did I present it the wrong way? Or are they just not being vulnerable with me? So a lot of beautiful things have come from me being vulnerable. Um, and yeah, like I've had a really cool relationship. Uh, I've had a really cool relationship with my brother. I've had really cool conversations with like my sister-in-law, with my nephews and stuff, with you. It's been fucking dope. It's been really dope. That's and I think awesome. that's what's really contributed to just us also just having really bomb sex. <laughs> I think my dick got bigger too. I think so too. What really? did you do? I've been taking the pills. Which ones? What are they called? Uh, enlargers. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> really I liked good. it. Yeah. 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 You've, you've come a long way too. I, I take these pills called stretch. Oh, so they're not. What is it called? Ex they're called side stretch. Side stretch? <laughs> yeah. So they only it only get it gets girthier. Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> but I'm glad we're here, man. It's I'm 37. I'm a better Geo than I was even last year. We've been together for 12 years, and I feel like this is the best relationship we've had. I don't know if you feel the same. Do you feel the same? <laughs> <laughs> we be vulnerable right there. Just throw it out there and see what happens. Like, like, because you gave me nothing to work with. I'm just hearing you what gave you have to me, say. I know, but you gave me no eyes, no nothing. There was no spark or twinkle. So I'm just like, oh shit, is this a party of one? I'm just seeing what what's what, what you're doing. Okay, well, this is the best I think it's ever been. I think it's the best it's ever been too. Swear? No. <gasps> Tell me. 
Tell you what. What's going on? Why no, it the is best? the best it's been. You dummy, uh, you know. I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You might. You always come up with some crazy shit on the podcast or like whenever what? we're filming. I don't know. You get into little flow state and it just starts coming out of you. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is the shit you're supposed to tell me behind closed doors, you fucking. Doors are closed right now. You know what I mean? Like in the privacy of our own fucking. We are the privacy abode. of our own home. <laughs> with the cameras <laughs> off, goddammit. Oh, fine. God, why are you so hard? I don't know. You said it felt good last night. That was really good. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I just wanted to boast about, you know, the bomb sex we had. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't want me to talk about the bad sex we've had. But talk. I think it's awesome because, uh, and it's hard for me to say anything else because having bomb sex, it's also like a funny and weird thing to say. Why? It's a, it's almost like, I don't know. It's almost like it's boasting, like gloating a little bit. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to gloat. Like, I'm going to boast. I'm like, going to be like, hey, hey, look at me. Like, yeah, I got a raise. I made a lot of money. Sucks to be you. Poor motherfucker. Well, I'm not saying sucks to be you. Oh, fine. If that person comes to me and says, hey, I made a lot of money. I'd be like, hella tight. How? Oh, fine. <laughs> Teach true. me. True. I want to learn That's how true. to make more money. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> That's true. why we're friends. That's true. Who, Shit. Who's friend? We're, we're friends? I mean, the person that got the raise. If they're uh, sharing that with me, yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn, that's fucking congratulations. Now teach me. Teach me. That's true. Yeah. And then hopefully they're friends enough to teach me. And then if someone sees me making a lot of money, they go, they damn, you on. made a lot of money. I'm like, fuck yeah. And they're going to be like, teach me. I'm going to be like, hell yeah, let's go. Pass yeah. it on. Pass it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward, yeah. So yeah, looks like um, looks like it's that time of the, the podcast. What time? I don't know. What time do you think? To start it over again? Yep. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Um, no, I'm done. You're done? Okay. Is there any closing thoughts? Um, yeah. Always have an open mind and uh, try to accept everything that comes with the territory of things. And if we all have empathy and love each other, I think we can all make it through. Yeah, I agree. That's what I think. I agree. Having an open mind, having empathy, looking at yourself first and questioning why is it that I'm reacting positively or negatively, understanding that before blaming others, I think that would help. That would really, really help. And um, just practice being really open about shit that scares you at least one time a day. If you could, maybe you can start even smaller and do it like once a week and just be like, fuck, when that, when your heart's racing and, and your stomach kind of feels funny and then like the saliva in your mouth is like really, really dry uh, and you're just like kind of shaking and your hands are all, and your palms are all sweaty. I think that's when you should do it. You should be like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to feel about saying this, but here we go. And then you just say it. But yeah, man, living life and um, being a human is tough. It's not easy. And I think that's what makes... The human experience so unique and I think so beautiful is that no two days are similar and then every new day is exactly that, a brand new day for you to start fresh and change things around. So, I mean, take that for what it is, you know, like it's beautiful and you can always change things and um, yeah, don't don't give up on whatever's going on. Keep fighting for it if you really, really want it because look at us, after 12 years, we finally had our first bomb sex <laughs> just kidding it wasn't the first baby it wasn't the first but it was the best one it was pretty yeah, it was pretty good i don't know if you think it was the best but i, I thought, thought it was pretty best. good okay cool all right y'all on that 
note of us fucking bragging about how dope the sex was. Uh, we leave you with that. And we also want to say thank you to our sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, Fight Camp. To try Fight Camp for 30 days, just go to joinfightcamp.com slash bail, B-E-A-W. And thank you guys so much. And last but not least, don't forget to check out barbellbrigade.com. We just dropped a whole new collection, the underdog collection. And we got hoodies, tees, tanks, fleece shorts, even the backpack. So go check that out. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.